You must promise not to laugh too much. Are you ready? I have to laugh. Sorry. I'm already laughing ahead of time. I was born ready, baby. Let's see. <laughs> I look like... Where's I look like, like, I look like, like Aladula. <laughs> you know those LA people? <laughs> I need... I know, of course. I went to Skillet. The only thing is Skillet. <laughs> you had to... You had to masculinize it by making it blue. Can you just leave it on to the end of the recording? Please, just for my vanity. No problem. <laughs> the things I do for you. It's cute. It's cute. No, no, just take it out. We're gonna be talking about you, Kelly. I don't want. I don't want to soil his good name. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but it's cute. I'm, the only thing let me see that is your test step procedure for your facial, but then you're good. This one is for our teens camp. You're good. And, Wait, what's that? All the youth leaders are going to wear in this for the youth camp. Oh, for solid No, gold? the one we do here. It's called New Day. Oh, the church? It's a group of churches. Oh, nice. So we're going to wear like cow. No, you can leave that one on. <laughs> you can wear that one. That one is cute. So I'm wearing this for I'm wearing this for a, for a week. It's possible. All right. Moo, and nice. we're making cow nice. puns. This is very. We're going to start a movement. <laughs> Kawabonga. But after a while, it gets it gets it gets dry. It's like, come on, like yeah. seriously. That's when it gets sweet. When it gets dry. That's when the real sweetness starts. All right, you ready? Welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Um, this is Mo and every day. And today we'll be talking about an important topic that we've kind of touched on the podcast, but an episode from um, two people kind came of out, a podcast. Yeah, kind of. I feel like we we'll talk we, about it almost every time we talk. Every time, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this is from um, the Atlantic, which is. Um, there's a podcast, How to Not Go At It Alone. And um, by Julia Bex. We're going to also tag that link on the show notes. And um, this was actually very... It, when I listened to it, I was like, no, I have to talk about this with Ayamide. Because as Nigerians living abroad, we've you know, expressed just different variants of it. So it's by Julia Beck and Rebecca Rashid. And it was released in June 26, 2023. And the title of their podcast is How to Talk to People. And that particular episode was tagged, How to Not Go at It Alone. How to Not Go Eat Alone. <laughs> I'm there to the end. I'm here, sorry. I was on mute. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I'm here. Okay, because I'm like, I don't like when I don't hear the static. Because it's like, they just all right here. <laughs> I can't see you. Yeah, yeah. We had to drop the video because of his bandwidth. All right, so um, summary of this episode is was about um, building community in an individualistic culture. So they talked about forming connections and how some factors can also um, hinder that, like increased mobility, people moving up and down, values that are shifting, and the rise of technology, which might have contributed to that decline. And um, also some values in the sense of that spirit of individualism, which, for example, the U.S. is, you know, was founded on, you know, that pursuit of it, of, of happiness, which sometimes people translate to mean, you know, you, got, you have to go at it alone, or there's a shame that even comes with saying, I'm not a self, I'm a self-made, I'm not a self-made person, like you want to make it seem like I did everything alone. And finally, they talked about how COVID has changed, how we're interacting with each other, and the implications of that. I thought it was very nice to see, to. Americans talk about this because men as an immigrant it's very glaring just the different fabrics um, the fabrics between our society here and the one we grew up but I will you know pause for a moment and just hear Emilia's thoughts on uh, he also liked the episode but I'd like to hear his thoughts on them general thoughts before we go into more yeah, specific I mean, details like, I mean, well we have we, we, we've talked about it before now haven't we but um, we have I suppose for the benefit of those listening, um, 
it was yeah i found it i found it really interesting um and one because of the not validation but sort of like it's it's nice to to see like research that is like okay there's there's stuff i kind of was observing but now i have some sense of the actual like if what the effect looks like what the numbers are that sort of thing uh-huh. um but it's also interesting to see it i always find it interesting to see things from other people's perspective um and yeah. in this case like you said it's like the you you know us coming into a country or countries as outsiders to that place at least initially um and then seeing what it looks like for those who are who have always been inside um and and for them that's what the norm is so it's like one of the things i've always found fascinating is the fact that people who come who grew up here who this is all they know still talk about feeling lonely and then you right. know, imagine what it must be like for for uh, people who come from a place where there's community and there's like it's almost like you know it's like losing a an ability it's like being not being born with an ability versus having it and then losing it you know there's yeah. a difference in those experiences aren't there like in both cases the person hasn't got it but there's still that difference between You've never had it. You don't know what it's like to have it. You can imagine, but you've never had it. Versus mm-hmm. you knew what it was like, you've and now it. you don't have it, yeah. and you can't get it again. Yeah. You yeah. know, there's, there's just that there's difference, difference in that in those two experiences. Yeah. And I feel like maybe it, it probably is something like that. And so it was interesting to hear them talk about it and talk about how they navigate that. Um, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I think even one of them talking about, because one of them had cancer, I think maybe it was Julia or Rebecca, was kind of hard to like differentiate the voices at the point because they all sounded the same. And she talked about how when the community came together, um, you that, know, was drives and, that was beautiful. I know, right? It was beautiful. I know, right? And and even like the Joy Fund, you know, <laughs> like you I cannot spend on anything. That but was yes. one of my favorite ideas from yes, the show. Yes, yes. Like, I love yeah. that idea. I've never heard anything like that before. It is. I because, have never because it's so real, right? Like, uh-huh. so I should. I suppose we should explain the joy fund for. Let's, let's explain. I mean, it. hopefully Spoiler, people listen Spoiler to alert. it. But yeah, for those yeah. who, well, this is a reason to listen to it. Like, this is the kind of thing they talk about on the show. So, do you want to talk about what the joy fund is? Sure. So, um, basically, saying that this is a special money we're going to put together. You have to do use it for something that brings joy for you. It can't be spent on maybe bills and all that. No, things you can't use it for admin. You can't use it for, no, for no, necessary it's for stuff. Joyful things. Yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> which, you know, sometimes we need to prioritize that because you don't think about joy funds. Like, no, yeah, but that's, that's why it's so important because the truth is when you're yes. in those difficult moments, there can be a sense of guilt, you yes. know, in doing yes. anything that is not focused on whatever the issue is you know in yeah. there can be a sense of guilt in 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 just pleasure there can be a sense of oh well this is the thing that's happening and so everything has to be diverted to that um and yeah. the reality is sometimes to really focus on things you need a break you need you need in <laughs> a bit of time off you need to experience some joy Word. you know Word. um and so that idea what i loved about it was the, it's like you're giving the person that permission that they may not be able to give themselves in that moment. And you're saying, yeah. beyond permission, we're actually making it mandatory. We're going mandatory, to give you some money. Yeah. I, but again, obviously, that's contingent on the fact that you're assuming that they have the things they need. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right? but there's always joy to be squeezed out of the yeah, toothpaste. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's like, yeah, it's yeah. like the friends are saying, look, we're, we're going to help you take care of things, but we need you yeah. to do something this just for, for us, fun. Yeah. And yeah, you have us, no yeah. choice. We're not. If you use this for anything other than that, you have brought this on to to the community, <laughs> to the village. <laughs> and, I, and I also liked how you know, um, you know the the because imagine just your friends doing that, you're already overwhelmed, you know. Yeah. But in cancer, there's something because even in working with cancer patients, whenever they hear that diagnosis, it's like you know Everything your world comes just comes crashing down. Yeah. You're only thinking about survival. Like, what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to me? I'm losing this function. I'm losing my hair. So, like, to bring that communication, that almost, like, focus back to the very thing that you've like, lost along yeah. the way. Like, who you are, who are you, and what do you enjoy doing? Yes, yes. Do what that? do you enjoy doing? 
go, go do, do that. that. Yeah, you know, and I we're think giving we you permission. Think about setting up. Yeah, maybe when people go to um, some life changing events, this would be a, something yeah, I want. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like doing. I've never had the idea before, but it's absolutely brilliant, and I don't know why it's. It needs to be more popular as an idea, it right? Because it's not. It needs, a, it's not a. It needs to be a we thing. Can do, we can do a potluck for people. We can bring them food. We can do that. Yeah. But on top of that, it doesn't really... It's like, it's I don't like know. Do you want to go and watch, a lot. I don't know, a marathon of like your favorite art, like mm-hmm. actor and just like watch all their films back to back? Or buy art supplies. Like, like a jobless person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, or buy art, or, or buy art supplies. Yeah, or do something, for, something if the person loves that. that yeah. Like just like whatever it is. Do you want to go see an orchestra? Do you want to... I don't know, go and jump on a bouncing castle. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. it is. Like at the point of it, right? It it reminds me of C.S. Lewis's um one of my favorite essays of C.S. Okay. Lewis. Um, uh, um which I of course I've forgotten in the moment. <laughs> it's okay. Um and it's oh it's I will remember the title as we speak, but basically it's this essay and, and we'll put it in the show notes. I'll find it and put it in okay. for the show notes. But okay. it's this essay that it was he wrote it during the world war and was talking to not during the world war i think was talking to it was during the cold war i think and was talking to a bunch of students and the question was basically if the world is about to come to an end which was that sort of looming threat you know during the cold uh. war and in a sense we have that now with climate change you know what the cold oh, yeah. war was for a generation ago you know climate change is for a lot of young people today um, I just the sense yeah. of everything. The pandemic, another looming the pandemic, pandemic, and yeah. then of course there was the whole thing with well, not was it's still kind of there, but it's not as heavy, I guess. But the whole thing with Russia okay. and the sense of like, oh, Ukraine, yeah, uh-huh. nuclear war may be a real thing again, right? Um, I think this was basically answering this question of: Is there any point to making art if the world is about to come uh, to an end? Is there any point to to doing things that are leisurely and relaxed should we not focus everything and one of the best points he made in that thing in that essay was here's the truth the world is always on the verge of coming to an end death is always on death is always potentially imminent for every one of us like you never know right but there's that potential is always there that everything could end now it's always there for everyone at at everywhere right and and his point was that all all things like war or the threat of war and all of all all they do is remind us of what is always there yeah or what's even important too yeah but well that that that's second second from that because that, knowing that then makes us focus on what's important but the point he's making was and it was such a great point that all that does is remind us that the end is always near but the end was always mm. near even if you are not aware of it so what has changed is not that there's always a potential end. What has changed is your awareness of it has become very has acute. Especially during COVID, when you when you realize this, that this man, essay was actually quite, it came up again, became yeah, popular again. It, it became yes, popular yes, again yes, during COVID. Yes, during COVID, I think I saw it on um, Twitter trending. Yeah, so it's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's such a great essay, and and in a sense, it's so for me, what what this joy fund thing does is is like that. But on a personal level, right? Where okay, put aside whatever is happening to the world and to the country or whatever. Put aside those sort of larger things. But for any individual person, this is that thing where the end may be near for a single person. And what does the community around them do? And one of the gifts you can give them is to remind them that life. We always are living life in the face of death, and we should yeah. live it no less fully because we're living it in the face of death. Yeah, you yeah, know, and yeah. and sometimes one of the gifts gifts a community can give is that gift of, even in the face of death, you can laugh. Yeah, and we're here yeah. to remind you that you can laugh. Actually, the, la- the better, the more you laugh, the better. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, because yeah. because it's like the thing about mortality, right? It's like it's like how you know you have a scare, people have scares, and then you suddenly become conscious of your mortality. But your mortality was always there. <laughs> Right, the fact that you have a healthcare yeah. didn't make your mortality suddenly a thing. It, it's there right. all the time. It's always there. You, it's, there's all the end can come for anybody at any time, you know. And and there's a sense in which that sounds morbid, but there's also a sense in which actually facing that and recognizing it can be liberating, because it's like actually because you know this and you faced it, you can now make actual choices about how you want to live, rather than 
there's a sense of that underlying fear that's always there or, or, or just avoiding it and then it's just like this fear in the back that you're afraid to look at or face yeah but yeah I don't know yeah yeah No, that's 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 a, such a key point. That's and I think it also helps to kind of um, transition to another big thing that they talked about, like starting up the first conversation. And I think was it um, Rebecca telling Julie, saying, "Do you remember the first time we met? Where you know they had to they were working together, right? Mm. But she had to send her a message saying, hey, can I come to your desk?' And I remember the many times I have to text my friend and or they have to text me and say, "Hey, is it okay to give you a call now?" Mm. And I, I mean. It's changed a lot how we communicate with each other. And I think it's coming from that ultra consideration. But I imagine how that also um, perpetuates this feeling that maybe people are not quite as accessible as we think they are. You know, like, you don't have to ask permission to come say hi to me. But then sometimes that's what we have to do. Because you don't want to seem like, oh, I'm intruding your day. But I imagine that but way back, when I enter my travel back home to Nigeria, you get calls and people don't even text you to say, hey, can I call you? The phone is ringing. If you want to pick up, you pick up. So I'm just imagine just how, you know, has it always been like this in this, in this part of the world? Now I'm not able to answer that question because I've only been here for a couple it, it, of it, years. Well, it hasn't. I, 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 at least from what I've seen historically, it wasn't always like this. Yeah. Um, but what changed then? What changed? Industrialization. Individualism. Well, ah, yeah, yeah, individualism, yeah. yeah, but individualism is downstream of the Protestant Revolution, um, <laughs> Revolution, the Protestant yeah, yeah, Reformation, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then later on the Industrial Revolution, and then later on, um, I don't know if the effect of the war, particularly, um, but I know the Industrial Revolution made a big, big played a big part of that, and then of, I suppose increasing urbanization as well, you know, which is a different subject, which is you know the value of cities, because I think cities are amazing and wonderful. But one of the flaws that they have is communities is is so you have to be more deliberate about community in cities in a way that um you don't in 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 less urban areas. Although the flip side is that in less urban areas, if you don't fit in, it's all over for you. <laughs> in cities, yeah. you can yeah. always find yeah. some kind of community. If you don't fit in in one, you can always find another one. Yeah, yeah. But but um and also I think definitely urbanization. Mm. You know, which we can explore whenever we talk about that in yeah. the um, yeah. episode. Yeah. But then there's also that narrative, American narrative about about freedom, right? Which is deeply and sometimes I wanna say occultic individualistic. Yeah. That well because the question is what what do you what the question is what does freedom mean, right? And I think that's the exactly. that's the thing. What freedom f- to do what? But then it's been conflicted and to me that sense, the more you're free, the more the less you have to count on others. But exactly, on but, yourself. but that's that's the thing, and like that's a definition of freedom. That's not the only definition of freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because this freedom, as, in a way, it's actually in. I think of it as a sort of negative freedom. It is. It's, it is it's it's negative the, the in the sense of, of no. I mean, negative in the sense of is freedom defined by what is missing, not freedom defined by what is present, right? Um, and in a okay. sense, it's freedom in the sense of I am free from, but it doesn't really define like what. But what are you free to do? To do, yeah, right. Because it's it's there's a negative and a positive to freedom as to most things. So yes, you're okay. free from, okay. right? You're free from interactions you don't have to have, but you can also be free to interact with people. And and it reminds me of this thing that Tim, Co- um, not what's his name, the Covey guy, Stephen Covey. Oh. Even COVID, COVID guy. I thought I had COVID guy. <laughs> COVID, COVID. Right. Yeah, yeah, again, yeah. it's an old right. book. The book is what, 1970 something? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But as yeah. far back as then, he was saying one of the key things he said, which I've never forgotten because it was so. It was so I read this book when I was a kid, but it was such a striking idea. He talked about the fact I that. I was mentioning your age on the podcast. I did say I read it in the 70s. I was a kid. I did say I read it in the 70s. When it came out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sorry, go ahead. I do he talked about the fact that there's dependence and then there's independence, and that most people think independence is the height. And it was like, no, it's not the height. That no, beyond the independence, height. there is then interdependence, and that is the height, right? And that dependence is where you start as a child. Independence is where you get to as an adolescent. I just want to do my own thing, <laughs> you know. But yeah, like, yeah, you have, but unfortunately, yeah. it's like we, we've. 
and maybe this is also in sync with the fact that as, as a modern culture there's this sort of hyper focus on on adolescence and youth in a very unhealthy way you know um but beyond that there is interdependence which is a more mature sort of recognition of but and one of the points he makes is it, real interdependence comes from understanding your independence right yeah, and knowing that I, I can do this alone but i don't have to i don't have and to the strength and yes, yes exactly yes. And like, because yeah. I can, I can, you know, it's like, you know, that Bible verse, one, like one can it's chase like a thousand, but two can but chase 10,000. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, one can yeah. chase a thousand, but why, why, why settle for that? Something. Like, when it's not like it's nothing. Yeah. It's not like one can, it's not saying one, one cannot do anything. It's like, no, one can actually chase a thousand, but you know what? Two can chase 10,000. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like, do you I, want okay? Or do you want amazing? <laughs> amazing. Of the bomb, you know? You know? Yeah. I mean, so true, so true. And even like, um, even in, in thinking about something else they said, that how that pursuit of, you know, um, what's the word? What's something they said? Yeah, that, okay, yeah, that, that, the, that not counting on yourself and all that, you don't have to go out to the door, yes. Then for you to build that community, because I think at the very core of it, we yearn to belong to something. Like, even if you have all the resources in the world, you still yearn to be in a community that, the first step is actually finding out how you can reach out to kind of find the support you want. Yeah. And I would say that as someone who has traveled, who moved there when I was in my 20s, man, it was very, I had to do it intentionally. I really had it to. It does have to be intentional. I don't know. Were you, did you have some, I don't want to use the word depression because yeah, it's psychiatric. I don't want you coming at me for not defining what. Tell me about your 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 mental state when you move from Nigeria to the US or to the UK, and I think maybe the UK is probably a little bit different from the US because you know you have more immigrants there. But did you like have a decline in your mental? No, I feel like there's more in the US. Lonely? To be honest with you, really? Mm-hmm. Mm. I feel like there's, but, but I don't, I don't you, know. I mean, you? although the UK how is smaller, you? so maybe it might feel like there's more people here because you know there's just less. <laughs> You know, we're not spread out, I guess, as everybody yeah, is in the yeah. US. So maybe maybe that yeah. might make you feel less. I can imagine that. Um, Did you have any declines? Yeah. It's challenging. In some ways, it might be worse here, actually, because, you know, like there's some ways in which I think Americans and Nigerians, there are some things we have in common a little bit. There's a directness. You know, they're not direct in the way Nigerians can be, but there's still a... I you guys were like the king of directness, UK people. No, no, at all. Oh my god, no! It's mm-hmm. you know, it's all, really? well because politeness is a like natural virtue, isn't it? So, <laughs> but, but what that yeah, translates yeah, to in practice can often be this sort of very indirect um, en- engagement that I've you know for many people comes across as sneaky, you know, yeah. and and dishonest, which I know is not the intention. It's just. It's people thinking, it's oh, I don't want to that. be rude. Yeah. I don't want to be... But, but then what it means is that sometimes people are not very... Um, I mean, I had some interactions recently where, um, you know, um, where, where I... I, 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 I saw two of this in the same week, where somebody was very direct about something and then the other person interpreted it as the person was angry at them. Yeah. And I had to be like, no, this person uh. is not angry at all. They just... They're just expressing themselves in what for them is clarity. But the English person was interpreting it as the person was angry at them and almost like shouting at them and they were getting quite upset. Was the other person not English? The, the other person was the other person was English, but like mm. like black British, basically. That's um, what I wanted to say. If yeah. you said black, why don't you guys like using black in that your country? No, 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 no. Because I, no, because I well, because well, I thought I was implied. I'm from the US. No, I'm no, I'm from the US. So there's always that issue of people thinking that if you're being clear, you're being you know confrontational. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah, yeah. You know, and oh I know goodness. that happens in the US as well. But I feel like there's a sense oh. in which there's a sense in which because because of the politeness thing, you know, being such a virtue, it's it's it's. I feel. I feel like there's a level of what would be acceptable in the US. And maybe I maybe I'm mis- mistaken, but I just feel like there's a level here that is honestly just yeah, mis- misinterpreted. Although again, there's also I know there's also a dynamic in the US where you know what may be acceptable from one color may not be acceptable from the other color even when it's almost the same kind of behavior. But yeah. Anyway, but yeah. I, I I think all of those things make it harder for people because so I know a lot of I know I have a lot of friends 
um, who are very sort of weary of forming relationships with with non-black people because of experiences that they've had where um, yeah. where they yeah. felt misunderstood, yeah. where they felt misinterpreted, where they felt you know wrongly misjudged. Um, and it has implications then, even but in then the it leaves them a bit sort of lonelier because yeah, yeah they can interact with other Nigerians but because they're surrounded by more white people it means that there's a lot less people they can actually form relationships with the option form the pool is a yeah, lot smaller yeah. basically and I think for me what has worked is just diversifying my network Mm. You know, I interact with almost everybody. I mean, it's good to hang out with Nigerians. Trust me, when I'm in, in my company of Nigerians, I feel like there's this oh, yeah, I, I can just talk. I can, I don't have to smile to disarm anybody. I can just be myself. I don't have to explain myself. But, you know, you go out there, but you still have to interact with other people because you're in a country that values diversity, whatever that means. And well, I, 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 think, that, I think part of it is also just the fact that it, it helps you too because there's a sense in exactly. which it's from knowing people. So, for instance, it's from your friendships with white people that you realize, okay, there are lots of actually lovely white people, but you also start to realize, oh, these are the reasons why misinterpretation happens. And some of it is just, mm-hmm. is innocent. It's just, it's just the difference in our culture. Like, yeah, yeah, like that's it. before you even yeah. get to like, like without even necessarily getting into sort of power dynamics and all of that, which yes, I know can be a thing, but there's also go, the fact go that, listen to the episode we did that, by just the way. fact that we are different will always create these frictions. It's why you have frictions Definitely. in marriage. It's why you have frictions Even in friendships. In it's why you have frictions siblings in siblings. Well. You know, it's yeah, just, yeah. it's just, there's human nature aspect to it. But then if you're coming from different cultures, you're also coming from with a completely different set of assumptions Ex- that you don't so, yeah. share. And now you have but to navigate that. it's supposed to be that. understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But guess what, guys? There's, there's hope. There's hope. Like, what I found that that's really worked is when both of you come to that point of I'm different, you're different, but let me teach you my ways. Let me teach yeah. you why, you know, this is how I do the things I do. Not like I you I should want, I want to confirm to my ways, but no, have an understanding of both ways, my action. isn't it? It's both ways, yeah, and it works beautifully. And it's rich. Like, it's, it's, my, there's yes. a richness that you find in that, I think. Yeah, yeah. Let me just give an this example. It might not be quite as strong, but I was thinking of a very strong one to pull out. So Ari's godparents are white, you know, mm. but they're very so shout out to Gigi and, uh, and Pops, by the way. They're very open to understanding, you know. And of course, I'm learning how to also, you know, interact with them. But I remember when Ari had um, when we adopted her, and she had a name that we we're calling her before, which was English, you know, very easy to um, pronounce and all that. But um, Gigi, who's you know, the gun mom, she reached out to me and said she needed a recording of Ari's name, mm. of how to pronounce it. And that kind of blew me off the mind because if they had called her Arife or Arife, you know how, you know, non-Africans mm-hmm. would call, mm-hmm. I, it, it wasn't a big deal to me. But that kind of warmed down my heart. Like, hmm. Like she's she said it was very important for her to get her. She's putting in the effort. And those are things that I see that as an immigrant, it's easier for us to always go the length of the way. Yeah. But seeing it, you know, being brought full circle, even though it seems like a very low hanging fruit of an example, but I thought that was really, really important. And that's no, what I'm just understanding yeah. and saying. So yeah, there's hope. Don't give up on people yet. And even if you're forced into action with a non person, non non um like an, someone that is different from your culture wasn't quite positive guess what there's more in the pool go back in the pool wait in there yeah. and find your people you need the, I you mean, need to describe it almost sounds like dating but it's the same thing isn't it it's is like, dating it's like it you is. may have bad it dating experiences dating. Oh, like dating. but you don't have to give up on dating jungle yeah <laughs> You know. Yes, it's like if I go to Walmart and you know I I, I bought something bad, you know I, I'm not gonna boycott Walmart for the rest of my life because it's not possible. I go back there and buy something else. Yeah. yeah. So yes, it's it's dating because you need it. You need. Oh my, I can't even count the number of times community has put you. And I even forgot to mention this angle, which we might maybe um, segue into when you have kids. Hey God. Oh yeah. I thought that was a community finder. No. You need community. There's a, there's well, it, it's what we keep parent. saying. You need a community. You can't raise no, a child. In, and we're not meant to, are we? Like to raise children alone, no matter no, what the culture no. says. It takes a village. Africans already said that. We know that. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's a world of parents that I would never have tapped into if I hadn't become one. These guys are like, they're like AARP, Association of Retired Persons. <laughs> they are well connected and they do know the Wait, like, that's there's not no, their there's actual no, like, name, is it? Community. 
No, no, no. <laughs> AARP are like, you know, um, retired people here. They are, they are very powerful. Right. They have changed policies in the US. You know, Medicare Part D, which, you know, is a drug, like mm. prescription drugs, they fought to have it because before then, drugs were not insured because insurance risk, drug is not like a risk that is insurable. But all that aside to say, ARP, that those, you know, government people, age of 50, yeah, they're very powerful. I liken their strength to parenting. Nothing speaks of community. Parents even know that. Even the most reclusive one, they know. I mean, some people are quite reclusive, but, you know, want to raise their kids their own. But parents have been to find communities with their kids. I've had to write a letter for, um, to one of the parents in Irish school because they are, my daughter and, and, and the girl, they're very good friends. And the teacher mm. keeps saying, oh, they're best friends. If you even ask her, who's your best friend? She's going to mention the girl's name. I've had to write to the mom, almost like a love letter, why we need to bring the kids outside <laughs> of class to have like a play date. I mean, who will have thought that at this age of my life, I'll be writing to be like, can you please be my friend? Yeah. But man, yeah. the times we've had to travel, looking for people to help babysit Ari, you know, keeping her in a place that we know that it's going to be safe enough. I won't be looking back every time I'm, you know, jumping on the plane. Those are almost like you're almost like reaping those benefits, right? Yeah. And sadly, sadly, I've because of just not wanting to be an inconvenience, I've used my capital to kind of, you know, like using mm. money as a way, you know, mm. rather than using my community for like that free cashing on that free babysitting coupon. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm just gonna pay a babysitter. And I found myself doing it more. And I had to ask, ask myself that: Are you just afraid of being vulnerable this time around, hmm, or of is it needing, because you have the money to do it? Of needing, of needing yeah. people. So, man, I won't lie to you. That episode actually almost like convicted me. Like, I need to do more because if if I didn't have those resources, if I didn't have a little bit of chump change to like pay the babysitter, I'll be super more proactive about about you know um, hmm. putting in some karma points so I can cash in later in the future. But yeah, parents, you know, a child will bring you out like a day or chick. You raise, you raise you raise a good point there actually when you talk about um the the money thing because there's a sense in which I think there's a sense in which having money can be can almost become a problem can't it where yes. Yes. because yes. you can afford it's like you can afford to not need community mm-hmm. and so more than ever you need to actually be deliberate about finding community um, because yeah, it's easy to just it's easy to just say you know what I can pay for I can because it's not community when you're paying for it, is it? It's like that's the whole point of community is that it's people choosing to give their time and effort to help and to be part of you and yeah. part of your life. Yeah. And if you're paying for yeah. it, well, they're not choosing. I mean, they're choosing, but they're choosing. it's a different kind of choice. It's transactional. You know, it's not it's not, and that makes it slightly less relational in a way. Um, it's a very transactional thing. Um, so yeah, it's... and it's so common here. It's so so common here. Like some relationships are quite transactional. Like you have to be very careful. Because and it's tricky like because it there's like... a sense in which the transactional is good, not good, but it's appealing because it's it's no nonsense. It's like you know, yeah. I know I need this. I need I need this five o'clock every Thursday, and and that's it. And so I'm just going to pay for it, and boom, sorted. Yes, so and I never have to, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to deal with any emotional things. You don't have to have. Any yeah, like, please, I'm begging you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, you know, get it done. But in a way, it's like, in a way, it's easier, but it's, yeah, I can I can see how that can be a challenge. Yeah, yeah. Because it is but easier, think, but yeah, that doesn't necessarily yeah. mean it's better. At least not as, as not the only way, because you, and you will need it in some areas, but it's probably, again, it comes down to making the choice, right, of asking yourself, where do I want to not do this, even if I can afford to do it? Where do I want to actually go out of my way and build community and need people right and and yeah. risk yeah sometimes people not being able to be there because there's always going to be that risk um sure yeah but it's, yeah, there's yeah. a richness that you get with it as well it's funny enough you know it just came to my mind it's almost the difference between what? ordering on like delivery or whatever and, then and, going and in, in buying ingredients and cooking yeah. your own food and then sharing yeah, it with somebody yeah. like one is a lot simpler and less fussy but there's yeah. so much that you won't get, yeah. you know, in terms of there's a richness in terms of what you can make by yourself if you actually make your own food. And there's variety and there's there's the unpredictable As aspect of cook. who knows, who knows. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, you know, who knows how this will come out today, right? And and sometimes it won't be great, yeah. but sometimes it'll be amazing. And, and you get that. And yeah. I, I, I think I would say you need both. And it's just... 
giving a lot of thought to where you're doing what rather than just sort of defaulting to one all the time yes yes Um, before we even wrap this episode up, it will be very, um, in a, well, not inappropriate. Like, it's it's almost well not to talk about some, some of the barriers, right? Like in this part of the world, there's been a lot of issues with um, historical injustice, injustices, and even like some current um, um, issues we're having with yeah. race relations. Yeah, yeah, and um, slavery, for example, um, oppressed a lot of black Americans and, you know, and it still persists to today, right? Jim Crow laws that also caused like further segregation and denied basic rights and mm. opportunities to black people. Native Americans being dispossessed of their lands and they were even made to endure some forced um, assimilation policies. So those things are still kind of mm-hmm. eroding the very of course, fabric they are the of, British um, versions of some of those things Exactly. Well. Culture, you guys cost it. You already... You already let me just calm down. Culture, eroding cultural identities and community cohesion. Yeah. And, and I know even some immigration sentiments, like, you know, oh, if they're here, oh, yeah, from Africa, are you going back home? So, yeah, those are some of the issues you still have to go through every day. But guess what? Even in the abundance of those issues, there's still hope for, com- for connection because you just have to do it. You have to find it. And I feel like even, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't done it, but I'm not proud of the kind of neighbor I am. So, let me explain. <laughs> now the two people that live beside me then because we share fences i know them you know and i interact with them and you know we talk we know i mean i know of them they, we've tried as best as possible but it's kind of hard to break into that mode like i wish i could interact with all of my neighbors but it hasn't been quite easy living in suburban suburban america or, or america right hmm. but I've, I've just settled into the fact that it's just what it is. It's not from the lack of trying. Like on Christmas, like Christmas period, we send out, you know, hampers, we do all the kind of stuff. And when we, we bump into each other, the very, I can tell you how many times I've seen my neighbor opposite me, maybe four times in the whole year, whenever her garage is open and I walk all the way there, which is very rare. So again, it's issues like that. You hardly see your neighbors here. Yeah. So what it means to be my neighbor's keeper, I'm not doing it in the literal sense. I have connections. You haven't done the thing. I don't know if the, the people still do it. The thing of taking biscuits and cake or whatever. Nobody brought biscuits and cake because I was the last person to move in on the block. Well, not like the last person. Like one of the last. Nobody brought me biscuits yeah. and cake. But guess what? You know, the neighbors on my I'm side, you know, because we share a fence, we've had to, like, we had to switch out. Cause one of them wanted to see, because we have a lake. They wanted to see the lake. So they actually asked us, hey, do you want? Do you mind taking off your wooden fence and replacing it with iron bars so that way they could see? You know, we didn't have to do that. Hmm. But it was like, sure, let's do that. For us, it was a way of just building community. Like, even though it wasn't going to be beneficial for Did they pay for, us, for the bars? Now, they did. They did pay for the bars. They, they, okay. they offered to pay for the bars, you know. Um, but again... It made us more vulnerable because now you can Nigerian see into our backyard. In there, didn't it? I know, <laughs> but you know, they could see into our backyard. But we did. We, I, I prioritized her, like because she said, "I really want to see the lake." Hmm. And she lived by herself. She had a dog. I'm like, sure. And I think that probably made her more warm to us because whenever, whenever we have events, she tries to show up. She bring gifts. You know, she talk, asks about Ari. So it's. But I wish I could do that for other my neighbors. I get to know them. I'm sure without the fence incident i don't think we'll have been disconnected but again mm. i'm glad that we had the opportunity to connect yeah. right but you make a great and my point other neighbor, yeah, she on, helped me bringing in my packages whenever i whenever i travel like she'll be like oh mo you know uh, your package is outside you want me to bring it in for you when one time we left our garage door open she kind of and we're in nigeria and i don't know what we had a guest who left it open it's like mo it's 5 a.m your garage door is open so those kind of little things you know I, it warms my heart but i don't have it with everybody else on the block but go ahead you wanted to say something well, just just um, I just wanted to um, just to your point there. You you there was something you in that story that that stuck out to me, which was um, you okay. had a chance to do something for the neighbor, and you you know you yeah. were just saying that you don't think you're a very good neighbor, but you did do something. You had a because I think one some of this is there's a, there's there's an element of proactivity and reaching out, um, mm-hmm. which I get, but there's also an element of I think of receiving as well when the opportunity comes um when the other person reaches out when the other person stretches a hand or makes a request you know that that's another way to do it is is to receive that and to you know like you did you you said well you know you could have said no you could have responded in all kinds of ways but you're like okay fine yeah we'll do it no problem 
Um, and mm. then that opened the door for more interactions and different, a different, um, kind, yeah. So just saying like, because yeah. I know for some people it can be difficult um, to reach out, but then there's also that option of, even if you struggle with reaching out, don't forget that there's also the aspect of, even if you don't feel able to reach out, somebody else will keep an eye out for those who are reaching out to you. Um, yes. And, and, yes. And, and, yes. You can, and the start can just be to receive that. And, and I think along that line, to kind of wrap this up, would be be very honest and open about what you want and who you are. Like, I know it's so hard to do these days, but trust me, it's very refreshing. And guess what? If they're not vibing you the way you are, I'm not saying, you know, accept me the way I am. No. Like, be very honest and open. And I've been able to find genuine people through that. Like, I can't even overstate the importance of being honest and open. Because to be, to have friends, you have to be, you know, a friend. So you reach out and, and, and be clear about what you who you are, your values, and what you want. And you find your people that way. You might not be for everybody, but guess what? You find your people that way. Hmm. I think it's very important to state that. Yeah. 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 And um, pay it forward. Be willing to support people when they ask for help. And as much as we like to receive, it's also very great to give. You know, hmm. Being there for them, creating that positive cycle of support. And I think... They even talked about how to, you know, how do you how do you want to be there for somebody without being like a burden, hmm. you know? And because people might say, like that joy fund, for example, she could have just turned it down. No, don't stress yourself. This is too much, you know. They kind of like forced the her upper hand and said, "This is what we're doing for you, and this is what we want you to do." You know. So when people are going through stuff, instead of saying, "What can I do for you?" I think they gave an was it that episode I talked about. Instead of saying, "What can I help you with?" Saying, "Hey, I'm kind of stumped as to how I can be of help to you. Hmm. Are there things I can help with?" You know, kind of like phrasing depending on the kind of person you're interacting with. Yeah. But it's always always opportunities to be a blessing to those around you. But again, it's worth it. We're not meant to do life alone. So for those uh, comrades across the world, like wherever you might be listening to this from, China, Ukraine, um, maybe because in Africa, something about being in, in Nigeria, which I think you mentioned in one of our episodes, I mean, you don't know mm. how those micro conversations you have oh, yes. do a lot to your, to your mental health. They, they, like, I mean, there I'm is research to, to that. that point that, that actually uh, they, they make a massive difference to your mood. Uh, this sort of just bit of banter through the day. I would pay for anybody to just not like harass, but you know that soft harassment. Like, Mada, how you doing? Ah, Madam, it's your close friend. Like, I don't get that anymore. Yeah. You know, and it might and make I know you the, for the... like 30 seconds or five minutes. But it can change the tone of of your morning or your afternoon. Just like somebody yes, saying something Madam... annoying can can also spoil your day. Yeah, can, can, can spoil your mood. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know how, how yeah, good it so was. It goes, like, it both at ways. the point, we have the extreme ones, people that will talk at you and just, you know, harass you like that, you know, especially when you're in the marketplace. But I'm talking about the soft side of it. I'm like, I not see you for yeah. two days or what's happening? You did okay. You know, it's just kind of things like people looking out for you in a way. In a way, I miss that. I miss that. Because now I'm in my garage, enter my garage, enter my house through my garage in the door. I don't even use my, I can't tell how many times I've gotten to my house with my front door. So again, I'm not like seeing my neighbors. Mm. <laughs> and I think mm. it's the same for most people. But yeah, um, you have some tips to just help you, you know, um, identify your needs. Be, you have to be out there. You have to find ways to be out there. And being out there doesn't necessarily always have to take you away from home, although it would be nice to be outside. But they have virtual communities now, you know. So if you are the kind of virtual person, then, you know, build those communities. But all that to say, we hope that you, um, you appreciate the importance of connection and the impact it has and how it can help to build stronger communities. Um, prioritize that. You know, in your pursuit of money and building that social network or mobility, upward mobility, prioritize community as well. Because yeah. there's wealth in that. There's a lot of wealth in yeah. that. You know? And we hope this episode is going to be a reminder of that. We're going to tag all of the show notes. Um, mm. In the show notes, all of the resources, the articles that um, we talked about on the podcast and also the episode that formed the bane of this conversation. But I don't know if you had any final point time today before we take this home. I guess it's just, you know, you were saying something about um, giving and receiving. And just to say about mm. there, there's a real aspect where um, sometimes, and, and I found this to be true as somebody who personally used to be very, you know, timid and, um, on you know, afraid to socialize. And it's, there was a real period in my life where I sort of changed 
um, yeah. change that. I'm proud of you, by the way. I should say that. I'm so proud of you. you. Um, thank you. But yeah, you know, just one of the things I found really helpful in that period was just coming to realize that actually a key thing in dealing with all of this is um, recognizing that people want friends. Um, and sometimes when we're feeling like nobody is our friend, it's, it's a way uh. forward is actually realizing that we could be friends to other people. And sometimes that's how you get this thing transforms is, is moving from that place of, well, nobody wants to be my friend. Who wants to be my friend? And thinking, who can I be a friend, friend to? Because yeah, ultimately, yeah. either way, you're friends, no matter who started it. Uh-huh. But sometimes, you know, there's something to be said for flipping the question from who wants to be my friend to who can I be a friend so who to? Who can I be a Yes, and yes, that may yes, be, yes. That may, that may be helpful to somebody too. So think about, maybe if that's the way you've been asking that question, um, maybe it's worth looking at asking it in a different way. Yep, yeah. And you've talked about this. To be a good friend, to have good friends, you have to be a good friend. Like who, almost like whose life can, who's, um, what, what changes can I make in making somebody else's life better today? And I think that's what it builds, like looking it beyond yourself. Because what you're trying to get, I how come you're trying I to get? I think that's even making it too big. Just who can I care big, for? Right? You know, who can if, I care if you start for? making about changes, that may feel like, oh, it's like <laughs> a project <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Just like, you can care for, like you, you caring is something we can all do. Whatever that, even if that just means listening to, who can I listen to? Who can I, you know, be there for? Who can I like? Whatever it is that you can do, even if it's not everything they need, but is there something? Is there someone that I can do something for? And and that could just be a start. All right, I like that. I think it's also I remember the C.S. Lewis title. It's learning in water. But yeah, yeah, I'll post the link. Okay. I think they had a, 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 a like a what's that thing? Um, like a war, like a, a it's a picture that I saw of it. Um, when I when I whenever I read on Twitter, it had this balloon. This um, uh, help me here. I mean, <laughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about. Uh, there was a picture of like a, oh no, it was an illustration. Maybe you might be thinking of the website, maybe. Maybe it was an illustration, yeah. It had like one of those um submarines, you know, war submarines, like it was it was illustrated beside the title of the article. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it was originally what CS was. But yeah, we're gonna tag that. It's it's if you read it in today's context, it could have written it could have, it could have easily been written about COVID. You know, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we hope that this episode was you enjoyed this episode you know remember by embracing vulnerability and supporting one another and seeing how you can make a difference in somebody's life today that can also help in um, forging deeper connection and creating a more connected society we need each other you know together we can bring about that positive change and foster a sense of unity and understanding and so go be go be that change you want to see in the world not to sound very cheesy but let us know how you really enjoyed this episode and in the meantime catch up with other episodes from the podcast well this has been more and Ayomi Day everyone catch you guys next time thank you Ayomi Day thank you on behalf of my mom thank you she, you have a fan a huge fan in my mom <laughs> oh man you say Ayomi back I'm like mom <laughs> Oh. Anyways, it's it's good to see you again. It's and good thanks to for see coming. you. I've sent you I've a PDF of the. I've seen it. I've, I've shared it with my people. Yeah, we're gonna add. Who it are to your it. people? Oh, your team. My my team. Yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it I should team. find it. I should. I'll try and find this PDF. Is like a scan of the book. I'll try and see if I can find like an online version of the uh, essay. I'm sure I will have one. I'm sure you have one. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week with your youth and have a motivational week. <laughs> oh, you moved the hat. The what? Yeah, I did. You're more, well, since so you couldn't yeah. see me again, I thought there's not much point. Now we see you all along. Well, because my I turned on my video at one point just because yours froze yeah. and I thought it might help the internet. Oh, I see. I see. I see. So you may be seeing Anyways. a frozen version of me. I don't know. Do you know for a second I thought I didn't record this episode, but I did. Oh wow! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, that's not. That's yeah. That's not. No. Oh, oh my goodness! I'm just throwing the topic. We we'll have to do something else because there's no way I can replicate that. There's no way. 
All right. I will just, I I will just lie now. down. Speaking of community, let me go and save the community in church. Right. I do connections in church. Did I tell you that? What's con- is that like welcoming? Welcoming like and then up. whenever new people new people come, we take, you know, just with their house service. Can I pray with you? You know? Yeah. Farah, Gigi said that was one of my strengths. Connecting with people. Who? Gigi. Gigi is um, um, Ari's godmother, right? The same one I talked about. She's, oh, okay. she's one of the... Um, pastors in my church there are pastors in my church as well she's like no that's one of your superpowers you should connect i'm like you sure she's like yeah i'm like okay so i'm doing it now and i like it actually you know just saying it is your superpower so i completely agree but i've always like church i don't know something about church service like being vulnerable in church i don't know maybe we'll talk about that maybe there's some trauma i need to on on earth but i'm very worried about getting connected with people in church i don't know does that make sense? Yeah, I'm wondering why though. I think when we probably, I think I have a, a reason why, you know. But I've just always had that aloof, like mm, I'll just see you on Sunday and bye bye. But I love small groups, but just the church itself, like you know, I don't know. There's just something about church. 